0: Hello, I'm Neil and welcome to We Can Do Both podcast. I am here today on our farm in Somerset. I am... Just stroking the head of a red Lincoln, which is a very much like a a red Devon um, and produces excellent beef. But I'm not going to tell him that this morning. And when we produce good food and we eat it, we also like to wash it down with some good cider, especially if you're a Somerset boy like me. And so today we're going to travel down just beyond Columpton and talk to Justin Weeks, who has the Ridge and Furrow farm in Devon. The reason I'm going to speak to Justin today is that he has these traditional cider orchards which have many of the traditional apples that produce really excellent ciders. Also within the cider orchard there is great biodiversity because the grassland beneath the trees has not been disturbed for generations. So there is there's both a great diversity of wild flowers and also wild wildlife within the orchard and of course very good for the bee population in the spring when the trees are in blossom it is really a fantastic orchard and he produces a really good cider which he sells locally but of course there are always challenges in maintaining these very old trees that blow down in the in the storms and here is my interview with Justin Right, well, here we are at the Ridge and Furrow Orchard in the heart of Devon, near Columpton. It's a, a beautiful spot. Um, I'm first of all going to ask Justin to say a few words about the Ridge and Furrow, uh, how it came to be called that. Before we walk through the orchard, we're here facing the, the cider apples, and we walk through the orchard and discuss the different apples. So, Justin, over to you.
1: Yes, um, well, this is a Ridge and Furrow Orchard, which... Basically means you have the trees planted on ridges and the furrows at like channels to take the water away down the slope. I think believe they were very common more than a hundred years ago.
0: And is it, is, it a, is it a good year for apples first of all?
1: It is yeah. for us. We have our orchards are quite biennial though, which basically means yes, boom year. and bust. Yes. so and this is our boom year. Yes, so here um, we are, a but, very
0: red apple. So what, mm-hmm.
1: what's this one? Um, this is an Ellis Bitter, which is a bittersweet apple. They're quite a nice, pleasing apple to look at. Very red, quite juicy. And they taste quite bitter, as the name suggests.
0: Yeah. And when you make the cider, mm-hmm. would you sort of mix these with, with the other cider apples? Or do you, or would you make them as one, one type of apple?
1: Yes, I definitely blend apples usually there's at least sort of 15 varieties the orchard's got about 40 varieties in it
0: amazing so we'll we'll um, walk on through we got we're walking over some lovely grass mm -hmm. the apples are beginning to fall and of course in the minute we'll talk about the south devon cattle that that, uh, graze the orchard and keep it in now i think you were telling me this this one here with a double trunk now tell me a bit about this one
1: well, we used to think it was a fair maid of Devon. Didn't
2: we, Dad? The remotest idea is it's a wood barn. No,
1: Northwood. A
0: Northwood, <laughs> is it? And so what sort of juice is this? Bitter or sweeter? It looks to be... We used to sort of grow up... We had an old Morgan tree, which didn't sort of look dissimilar to... you got one over there. So a Morgan is a sort of sweet,
1: quite a soft apple. Yeah, it's e- early sweet <laughs> apple. So what, what's mm-hmm. this one? These ones, I think they're they're bittersweet. I mean, they're not strong tasting, but um, they go good in the blend. And I really like the flesh and the texture.
0: Yeah. So, so, so Mm. that adds a sort of real texture to this great Devon
1: cider. Is that right? Yes, it is. They're also enormous trees. They're sort of trees you just well, you can't help but enjoy working with them. We've got so of the original trees. I think we had about forty when. My parents bought the farm. There's only sort of a few left from which are originals, and they're nearly all these.
0: Because I mean, this what was this one 25 foot, 30 foot tall? Do you think something like Oh, that. more it, than that, it more like 50 foot. Is it more like 50 f- foot? Yes, yeah, we've awesome.
1: got another one. <laughs> you see that really tall one, yes, down there. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a really tall That's one. the yeah. same variety, and we've got well, the one which is sort of horizontal. Is unfortunately
0: yes, has met met its maker. Yes, it's, well, sort of, it's it yeah. went
1: down with a beehive in it. Oh, did it? Yes. Yeah, so perhaps it was a beehive <laughs> that was so heavy brought the tree down. So um, they now, weren't very happy. The be- well, the bees were? No, <laughs> no, no weren't. I bet they were.
0: So, yeah. um, so now here we're against a very green sort of small apple. So what's this one?
1: A bilberry. It's a Somerset variety. Bitter, sweet. They're quite late. Hmm. vintage quality. I think they are very late. bitter yeah, and, and late, late. cropping. But yeah. they keep well, because yeah. some of them well, some you really have to pick when the time's right or, yeah, yes. or like...
0: Do you but, wait for them to fall off the tree or what?
1: Yes, definitely, because for cider you want them to be ripe. Yes, really ripe. Yeah, you don't want starch, you want them to taste, well it's for the taste and for um, the fermentation as you... You want yeah. as much sugar in it as, as possible. possible. And the cosmetic appearance doesn't matter for cider apples.
0: OK, so as we walk down through the orchard now, how often do you graze this orchard? That
1: <clears throat> we'll be with sheep with only a few, probably a month in total in a year. Right. Because yeah. it's not, um, the grass isn't that vigorous and it's mm. quite shaded. But, mm. Well, that's partly because we... Use other people's sheep,
0: yes right, you borrow sheep in order to <laughs> but, um, uh, to to keep it grazed and so this the... is a this is a permanent pasture i right? suppose this yes. this is probably being this region for a orchard what's been here for hundred years, i suppose mm-hmm. more yeah yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, we've certainly not reseeded this at mm-hmm. all so, and so you're doing a good
0: job keeping the carbon in the soil, aren't you? That's well, right. hopefully. Yeah, and, and <laughs> growing the apples and the trees and, and all of this. So um, we're, you're, you're ahead of your time, you see, um, and, and of course then producing what is you know a very good cider, isn't it? Now, now
1: what are, what are these? Um? These are a proper farmer's apple. They're oh. called Bulmer's Norman. Right. So I think Bulmer's, I don't know if they bred it themselves or whether they just took it from Normandy. But it just—they're really vigorous trees. Um, they're sort of yellowy, greeny. I guess the spots are probably from disease or
2: something. As we the orchards just call and boom and bust because they have enormous crops and then they break branches.
0: Do they? So get the, so so the so so tree gets so heavy with apples that it breaks like, the branches. So vigorous
2: mm. that they soon grow up again.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there, and you talked about a beehive in 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 the apple
1: tree. Now,
2: mm-hmm.
0: was that? Did you didn't put the beehive there, or did you?
1: That was a wild beehive. Right. It might the remnants of it might still be there. The, right. Yes. It was hollowed out inside, so and they would found in last. It was there last year. We. Yeah. You could see a little hole where they were coming in and out.
0: Mm. I mean, in the mm-hmm. orchard in the spring, mm-hmm. um, the orchards must be. Full of flower, and I suppose a lot of bees about are then, aren't there?
1: <clears throat> yes. Yeah. We have a couple of hives just at the top in the next paddock. And you keep those yourselves? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I delegate that. To... <laughs> 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 oh,
0: right, Okay. So there's a, there's a family, a family business then, is it? Your mother, your mother does. My oh, dad's
1: best. actually. You're allergic to bees, aren't you? Yeah, so you right. send mother in. I, She's got a very high pain threshold as well so that helps <laughs> i i was about
0: 20 and uh, and i i had a beehive and i had the wrong coat on and, and the clothes on and they all got up underneath and i got about 20 bee stings i then went off to young farmers and had a wine tasting and and um did not feel well went to the doctor and he said well you shouldn't drink wine after all those bee stings and you better get rid of the bees or else they'll get rid of you so so i haven't kept any since but uh, i had bees at one time but uh, didn't uh, as usual didn't have the proper clothes and everything I, to go with it.
2: <clears throat> I went on a bee desensitization course, right? Which meant you had to have injections every every week or so. Um, they gave you bee venom. Oh, right. So uh, I managed to avoid evening surgery because I was a vet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that was all right, then, was it? Yeah, so yeah. So you were a vet. So, how long were you a
2: vetting a large for? Large animal vet from 769 here till 97. Right,
0: yes. Very, very important to have big animal vets because um, the veterinary profession is full of, dare I say it, plenty of people doing the small animals, isn't it? But it's doing the, the large animals that's a problem. Let's let's go over and look at this tree that blew down. Show me where, where the
2: beehive was. These old trees they get completely hollow inside, yes, but they're still very strong, you know. It's like a metal tube, some the physics of it, yes, but but they are strong. A hollow tube is strong.
0: Mind your head on the tree here,
2: so Mm -hmm. that's why it managed to, to stay upright for so long. But there comes a time. When, when the roots get diseased, and then, and then it, can't, it can't go on anymore.
1: Yeah, you no. can see the cone. Oh, oh, yes,
0: yes, here we are in a hollowed tree. So, and uh, When it
2: blew down, we put an eider down over and right. tried to protect it from yeah. all the rain and wind, but it didn't work.
0: Right, so here here we are faced with lots of, in front of us, lots of comb some you know mm. wax and comb from the from the bees, and they obviously enjoyed. They they were in here a long time, were they?
1: Well, I noticed them last year, but they might have been here longer. So we're looking now at the dead wood of the
0: tree. Who tell us more about the well the importance of it?
2: The importance of it in orchards is: there's a beetle called the noble chafer beetle, which is almost. Well, very rare. Right. And it needs dead wood from orchard trees. And and here you've got dead wood. So I don't know whether we've got noble chafer beetles. We did did have a meeting once with a a Devon wildlife group. They came round here and they didn't find any, but we'll see.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, it just shows that a traditional orchard... Um, is for me. What? What? I mean. I think you said you've been naturally not in the orchard, but back at the barn, you've got a barn owl, haven't you? Yes. What other? What sort of? I mean, you would get nesting in here in the trees, or what? Tree
1: creepers, woodpeckers, and. Um...
0: Yes, woodpeckers, I suppose, of course, find the, the apple trees, especially if they're hollow, yeah, yeah. find them useful, the nesting.
1: Bullfinches,
2: um, yeah, sometimes. I sometimes, yeah. yeah. We have, and, I saw there's bull last a lot of blue last, tits
1: yeah. and things like that. We, yeah,
2: we use blue tits and, and great tits and things. They do a wonderful job clearing up apple blossom weevil in the spring. That's what you call integrated pest management.
1: In pest control, that's right. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we
0: don't yes. have
2: to use chemicals.
0: Yeah, that's good. No, no. What, in we, the
1: autumn, what, what are the ones that come in the autumn and eat the last apples? Um, that's not field fairs. Field, yeah, no. field
0: fairs.
2: Um, and field things. Like, yes, yeah. Red fields, wings. yeah. Loads of them. Yeah. So, so
0: this orchard, we can say that it's um, can, got the very traditional apples. Yeah, We've mm-hmm. got
2: lots of birds. We get lots mm-hmm. of bats, here. Lots of bats. Is yeah. Any particular bat or not? We get pipistrels, soprano pipistrels, oh, right. serratines. I didn't realise you were such an expert uh, on no, bats. No, I'm not, but we did have an act, uh, <laughs> a lady who came round and told me right. last yeah. year. Yeah. You, you've got
1: a bat detector with a little key, so you go for the frequency, it tells yeah. you what yeah. the
2: species is so, likely. So
0: then to be. the bats are here... It, Particularly because of the apple trees, or what? Traditional. I I think the
2: orchards do help because there are a lot of insects in Mm. for them. Yeah.
0: Now, are you are you organic or are you semi organic or what?
1: We're not registered organic. Um, We're pretty close to in practice, but um, there isn't really a market for organic mm. um, cider or mm. apples I don't think.
2: Since we've gone into stewardship though with all our orchards though, we, we're not using not any not in- inputs at all. No, no fertiliser. When I first yeah. started doing all the... golden all the, hoof. The golden hoof, that's right. our, <laughs> We've got 30 <laughs> acres of orchards all together. The ones mm-hmm. that I planted yeah. well, I grew quite intensively to start with. Yes, you know, yeah. with all the inputs I could think of, and, yes. and to get get them healthy and growing. But now they're they're mature m- trees, mature and they're standard trees, and they're over forty years. Well, some of them are over forty years old now. Mm. They're going to have to keep cope on their own now. And mm. yes, we, we like it. that. Yeah, we're, we're amazed at, at how well they're doing, especially this last two years when we've had cold springs. There's been very little scab on. They're looking really healthy, our, our commercial ones that you have. This, yeah. is, this is the old one. The older yeah. one
1: yes. has a lot more disease. It doesn't look like your poster boy. <laughs> no,
0: but on the other uh, hand, it's still ag- producing very good mm. cider apples and, of course, yeah. very good, you know, I mean, for the environment, isn't it? Because, yeah. you know, yes. uh, you are using very little chemical. Like you said, no fertiliser. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're grazing the grass underneath and it's, then it's, producing great for the you know for the apples for the wildlife and we shall see yeah. later some some good cider that's produced from from the apples it's not
2: to say that you can't do wildlife if you've got intensive orchards though yeah because they have the advantage of having great wide strips around the outside where all the wildlife and the plants and the flowers can flourish yes well, they're not being intensively managed, no? mm. well,
1: Particularly if they don't use a lot of insecticides and more commercial orchards. Oh. You see, what be... strikes
0: me too around this orchard too is that you've got really big, high hedge, haven't you? Thick hedge, so, you mm. know, again, full of wildlife, um, you know, full of all sorts of invertebrate and, and, and all sorts of species of insect, birds, you name it, they're all here and... Um, it's great to see this, isn't it? And then out of this, you produce uh, a really good cider. So so now what's this one here?
2: Sweet Coppin. Come, Sweet it's Coppin. It's a Devon variety. I think variety. it might come from near Crediton. Right. We've got lots in our our, our main orchards of this. And yeah, they're heavy, hard, and sure farmers like them because... Mm. They, they last well and they're heavy so they weigh a lot so you get more for them.
1: <laughs> they have this classification of cider apples where they call them vintage cider apples. I mean, mm. it's supposed to be like a system for quality. They're mm. so basically proper West Country quality apples of vintage. Right. And this one This is a vintage this apple. This is a vintage yeah. apple like Kingston Black. Because
0: yeah. when we're or when we're up sort of looking at the cider that you've made mm-hmm. um you can tell us more about you know the the t- type of apples that are used um mm-hmm. and where you also you know you would sell because I mean you you make some yourself don't you and and some of the sort of quite a lot of the apples you sell
1: yeah well, most of our orchards are contracted out to yeah. the big boys they're Expecting about 400 tons, which right, yeah is good make a lot more cider than I could ever dream about. So you
0: <laughs> use about 10 or 12 tons, <laughs> <yourself, laughs> yeah, and you yeah. make a sort of very much a sort of cottage cider basically, and um, it's a, a, yeah.
2: sophisticated.
1: a sophisticated
0: cider, right? Connoisseurs, connoisseurs, craft, no. craft cider. Well, what's my thing? Yeah, um, yes, that's right. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. Craft cider, Devon craft cider, Devon craft cider, right? Yep. We'll that one's to,
2: called Harry Masters Jersey.
0: Harry Masters jersey. I don't I think I've learnt more about sort of different varieties of cider apple today than I have ever. Mm-hmm. I think so. Whether you'll be able to test me in a minute on whether I remember what they all are. I but, think the uh,
1: jerseys to do with the shape of the apple, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but well, this one's a Somerset red streak, but they're on an off year having an off
0: year. Yes, it's this is a Somerset red streak that is on, on strike by the looks of it. Yes. Um, okay. it's certainly um, on a work to rule because it's um so not really, got too many apples. No, really
2: good, bittersweet, early bittersweet. Is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: so when you say early, what sort of what sort of is the earliest you could you could make cider if you wanted
1: to? I would say, sept- well. If you were doing it from eating apples, you might be able to do it in in August. Well,
0: now we've got to the end of the traditional orchard and we are just walking through the gate. You can hear the gate swinging. And in here we have some beautiful South Devons uh, along with some really suckler cows, along with some really nice calves. I can see some really good steers in here. They're not steers. They're, they're bulls. not. They're are bulls, are they? They're pedigree. Oh, they're all pedigree, bulls. are they? Oh. Right. Now then, you tell me a bit about the about your herd of South Devons, because these are beautiful cattle. You've got a lovely, lovely bull there showing himself off in front of us.
2: He's not got
1: very good posture,
2: is he? He's, one of the features of South Devons is that they're really, really quiet and that's one of the reasons why we've got South Devons. Because when you're getting to our age, you don't want animals that go crash bang wallop no that's <laughs> right
0: so you they, because we i've got quite a lot of um, red devons you know yes. ruby reds so yeah. um actually not as big as the south devon uh, but again very quiet and the reason
2: why we bought him is because he's so solid he's got he's got a wonderful temperament good feet a big bottom and could, good strong limbs.
0: You see, why you want a good b- bottom or a backside is that's where your rump and your fillet and yes. all your all your best joints of the animal come from. And so, well, not so much the best, in you know, or my opinion, but they certainly the most expensive, isn't it? it and
2: his uh, owner particularly concentrates on what goes on behind the shoulder as well for t-bone steaks oh so.
0: right of course t-bone steaks yes yes i'm feeling hungry already aren't <laughs> i yes we, we shouldn't really sit you know stand here looking at the animal discussing the number of steaks we could make off him but um i think he'd understand really so and here we are like i said all your all your grass here is permanent pasture
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes,
0: yeah, it's
2: always not, be, been receded
1: not been reseeded.
2: Not so been on. reseeded. Only one field. When we first came here, we just had 10 <laughs> acres. We've got five fields in 10 acres. Yes, as we were saying. <laughs> Only yeah. one field has been ever be, been reseeded. So the others, goodness knows, I don't know when they've ever been um, ploughed or anything. So I expect these
0: are all into stewardship scheme, are they? Yes. Including
2: yeah. the hay meadow that you came into last time, the wildflower meadow. That's right. You know. well, so how, how, are your, how are your wildflowers doing? They're coming on. They're coming on. Yeah. A lot of yellow I've rattle. Just, and I've just, just sown a and hectare and of wildflowers,
0: yes. but they, I mean, yes. they haven't come up yet, but hopefully they will. Yeah. In
2: places the yellow rattle's been so successful um, in stopping the grass, but i some of the it has caused a few problems the buttercup seemed to take over then
0: that's right because I remember coming to see you before and you you were that's right you were trying to get the yellow rattle to establish a bit more weren't you yeah well we've done that all right
2: There's no <laughs> shortage of it. That's right.
0: Right now, Justin, we are now in the in the cider making area. We've got tanks and all sorts in here. So, Justin, you explain what happens to the apples, and then how you blend them, how you make them and then we'll talk a bit about the cider that you then sell to the local farm shops.
1: Just here, there's a yard which is just between here and the orchard. So. bring in all the apples and you have to put them in baskets so it could either be late ones i might hand pick if i particularly want individual varieties and then or i have them in the trailer and then you load them into baskets and i've had this elevator washer which backs out into the yard and there's a big, big tank which is full of water and it's right. got brushes and everything and it's got a sorting tray to get rid of the rotten ones. So
0: you sort of float the apples
1: in. Yep, yep, Into, into the sort machine. Of, yeah, tip them gently along here. Yeah. Then they go up this conveyor belt, get yes. in- pulverised into, 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 into little it. pieces. Yeah. Um, and it comes out of this hole here. Yes. Which would have one of my presses right. underneath it.
0: Right. And so we got in front of us a, a sort of a tank that that is um, and, and, and full of, and the press is, is got is got slits all the way down it, and I take it that's where the juice comes out, is it?
1: <clears throat> yes, it is exactly. You have a you have a cloth, a sack cloth sort of goes right. around here, so you don't get bits of apple coming out. Yes. And then there's this bladder. It's like a balloon that basically right. fills up. Yes. It's quite simple. Well, I mean, at the beginning, you get quite a torrent of juice comes yeah. out. But yes. I mean, you can leave them going on overnight. Um
0: oh, right. So, they, so um, normally, you, what, you'd leave them an hour or
1: so, would you? or what? It would be the minimum yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And so from
0: start to finish, how long does mm-hmm. the cider take then with your method?
1: Well, I normally press... October would be the earliest, but I make most of my cider in mid, late November, sometimes December. When's it ready? Well, how long's a piece of string? <laughs> um, if it uh, tastes nice, I suppose then it's ready. But typically the way the cider system works is you'd have the shows, be in May or June mm. in Devon or Bath and West. And mm. usually I bottle in June or July. Right. So that would be what six, seven, eight months.
0: Right. Should we come over Mm -hmm. then and and have Mm -hmm. a look at? We got some bottles here of of your finished product. And so, Mm -hmm. so right. So tell me about the the first one here.
1: So basically, I do um, one I call naturally sweet, and one I call naturally medium. Right. Yes. The first one I did was a naturally sweet. This is the first one I product I did the naturally sweet one and and that was after I won I won Devon County Show with a sweet and I got best sweet three years in a row and I thought okay something this this is is my niche so that's the one I started off with and actually my current batch is in being shortlisted as a finalist for taste of the west gold my next one i started doing after that was the medium the method's the same it's just it's slightly less sweet so you've got these great ciders
0: so you know we've been out in Mm -hmm. the orchards haven't we we got you've got Mm -hmm. your traditional apple trees you know you've got Mm -hmm. Um, you know the butterflies there the bees you've got uh, lots of birds nesting uh, and then you sort of bring the apples in and you make your cider Um, do you find that sort of really rewarding that in the end you've got sort of something that's so good to sell uh, and yet it's sort of good for nature in, in in sort of producing it
1: uh yeah it does depend a bit when you might ask that question <laughs> it's the end of the season when you're in the and middle. i'm a bit knackered yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: so that was our podcast today with justin weeks from ridge and Furrah cider farm in devon producing great cider so please look it up and buy some cider from justin and with that i say goodbye